0: the Titans finally have a win. Why is Miles still confused about shorts? And could we actually be 3-2 after the bye week? This is the Transatlantic Titans podcast.
1: Standing on the arrowhead at arrowhead. Brinkley to snap. Turn to hold. Snap. Set. Kick on the way. Go. Starts at the one and looking for a little breathing room and they get that in plenty more. Derek Henry still
2: going, stays in bounds. He might go 99 yards
1: for the touchdown. Unbelievable.
0: Hi, and welcome along. This is. The Transatlantic Titans podcast. I'm Adam. Unfortunately, well, unfortunately for me, fortunately for probably anyone else, the average latitude of the team we've got today is quite a long way north. I would say above Watford Gap, probably even heading towards Nottingham, Sheffield. Um Miles is here. How you doing, Miles? I'm
2: doing good. I've had a uh, a rough week in fantasy football, so I need to have some positive. So yeah, talk.
0: whatever. Um, Neil, oh, how are you doing? In the true north, <laughs> you're all in the true north. Believe me, um, and furthest north of all, Brian is here as well. How are you doing, Brian? Yeah, good to be here, chaps. It's it's funny how you all show up after a win. <laughs> last last week. You know there's tumbleweed everywhere I had to beg miles to come and have a chat with me um and suddenly you know we all want to talk about I, I say I say a win we've got one in the win column um I don't know about how convincing everything was but we'll we'll get into that but let's start let's start positive and well we we'll go to miles I guess that's the logical place to go for for something positive You, you know you've been our optimist on the podcast for however long we've been doing this. Um, but how about the start of that that game against the Raiders? It felt like nothing was wrong in that first quarter.
2: No, I think we need to get uh, our tickets and flights ready for the Super Bowl. Um, it's all looking it's, it's off, obviously. Um, I'd say, actually, bar, I mean, I say bar the Bills game, and we've only really played three games. We've actually started quite hot in all three games. Like, we've actually looked quite impressive as the game's gone on, whereas last year it was very much a second-half team. I mean... The biggest positive, I think most will agree, is that Derrick Henry was looking like Derrick Henry. And it was it was nice to see him knocking people over, getting a bit of forward momentum, finishing his runs well. Um, the line looked great. I mean, we were playing against two very, very good defensive ends and they, they held up, you know, pretty well throughout the whole duration of the game, not just the start of the game. And Bobby Wood's making good routes and... Yeah, to me it was a very, very positive start, and it was a, uh, it was one of them games where it was, it was very tense towards the end, which I'm sure we'll get into. But yeah, I, I agree. I think the way we're starting these games is definitely um, a, a good positive to start with.
0: Yeah, it felt well. There that, that was a the second play of the game that screen, to to Derek, and you just look, looked at, the way he took off and thinking this is this this is the Derek I know,
3: um, mm-hmm.
0: and. But it, it was it was more sustained than against the Bills and the Giants. We kept we kept it going longer, um, well, uh, long enough to hold on in the second half, as it as it would turn out. Um, Brian, how did you? Uh, I think it's the first time you've been on since the start of the season. Um, how, what are your what's your mood on the the Titans in general? I'm
3: not sure. I'm, I'm still not quite sure what to make of it. Positions. Uh, I think few bright spots I think, Fulton, I think Fulton had a game in there. I think the the O line was a lot better in pass protection, but still Derek Henry's getting hit behind the line scrimmage far too often by oh, yeah, uh the emergence of Burks and Woods was quite positive as well. So that's another thing that I want to see. Give give Burks the ball more, and he's earning a bit more trust. panels played fine. Just
0: going um yeah the uh, the o-line i thought was excellent in the first half oh it felt yeah i was watching Tannehill, and when we had that season in 2019 especially when it felt like our offense was an absolute juggernaut and particularly with the play action you'd just see Tannehill drop back any any time well any occasion he had time you've instantly got confidence that there's a big play coming or he's going to do something good with it. And I had those feelings early in the game on Sunday where I've, I don't know if it's just something about play action that just suits him. Um, but if if they, if the defence bites and he has even two or three seconds of a clean pocket, you know something big's coming. And Robert Woods had a, a big first quarter first half, didn't he? And it I mean, it's it's a, probably a combination of things, but the the O line stepped up in in pass protection. And completely agree. Um, Neil, did you have? So, uh, what were the levels of your optimism in the first half um, compared with what we've seen? Obviously, I mean, I
1: just thought we would, like the the most pleasing thing was was how quickly we were getting the ball out. But I think that's obviously some insecurities about how the sort of inexperienced offensive line would, would play without the one. But uh, like like you say, Adam, as, as the game wore on, I don't think they needed to sort of make allowances for, for how the O-line was playing. Um, if if, the, if those players were designed to get the ball out quickly and get the ball in Derek Henry's hands, I think as, as the game sort of wore on, uh, especially in the first half when we were still scoring points, I don't think the O-line needed to be sort of, what, what's what I'm looking for, propped up, catered for, yeah, I they, yeah, yeah, I thought they played quite well. Um, they, they, they,
0: yeah. Th- th- considering the Raiders' pass rush, pass, uh, pass rush. Why is pass rush hard to say? Um, <laughs> that that's above average in the NFL, I would say. Uh, yeah. Max Crosby worried me, <laughs> and yeah. like they, th- th- especially early on, they they did their job. And Chandler and Jones, Chandler yeah.
1: Jones has obviously been been a massive thorn in our side before. <laughs> um but I, th- I think the the one sort of positive, if there, if there is a positive from Taylor LeJuan getting injured, is we get to see what Petit Frere and Raddins, etc. are all about now. Because they're going to get pretty much
0: all-you-can-eat playing time. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we, we, know, we know what we've got to do now. We know Taylor LeJuan's done, which, which, by the way, is... Is sad I I suspect we touched on this last week although I think at that point we didn't know we maybe feared how serious the injury was um, but yeah we now know he's done for the the season as reported by Buck rising of course um first first with the the news there uh, but yeah he he might be done as a Titan um Brian are we going to see another snap for Taylor Luan in a Titans uniform
3: got hope so, but no. He's, he's the first player I, I kind of uh, fell in love with for the Titans. You know, as a, as an athlete, you know, somebody someone you admire, he's kind of uh, the first guy who, I, who made me feel like I want to support this guy. Uh, hence, I'm wearing his shirt right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he's never he's never going to play again. You, you can't come back as a as a left tackle. You can't you can't go back with two ACLs on the same leg. Um, I hope we can. Possibly
0: find a coaching role for him or something, but so, no. Immediate. He, he yeah, we call credit to him. He was on the sidelines on Sunday, looking well, smiley, positive. Um, I think he's the sort of guy who'd make an incredible coach. And that, I think we touched on this before. The mentality that he brought in some dire times when he was he was first drafted. I mean, he was a, a well. I don't want to give Rustin Webster any credit for this, but he's possibly the last Webster drafted guy we we've got, and one of the one of the few good eggs that came out of that era.
1: So I think, he's
0: been he's been through it all. I think people laugh when he when we drafted him and
1: they said he was coming to win. You know, because at the time we were obviously in a pretty poor state. Do you know what I mean? And and he brought that mentality from from minute one. Uh, and to be honest, he's always been accountable as well was always held this self accountable
0: as well. Yeah, 100 percent. You feel you feel that he partly brought that change of culture, which which kind of came with Mike Malarkey as well, and then Brabel obviously took that took that all to another level. But he he wanted to change the team into a winning team, and he he himself was a massive part of doing that. Um, what yeah, whatever the future holds for him, it's probably not much playing now, sadly. But I'll. Yeah, we'll we'll always feel fondly about him. He's yeah. I mean, if he could stick around in some capacity, that would be fantastic. It may not may not be as a player. Um, Miles, I mean, uh, any by uh, any further thoughts on Taylor Luan, But um, what the O line face in general?
2: Yeah, I think um, I think all said sort of the right the right I sort of share the sentiments with Luan. He's a uh... He was one where he was there to really, I mean, the position itself is such an important position, and he's he's played through, you know, two large sets of quarterbacks that have relied on a lot of play action. And Derek Henry's broke countless runs where he's had to be a big block on it. So he, he I think he's a brilliant player to have around the locker room, regardless of what we'd argue about his output. On the actual field, I think he's really big and what he actually brings to the team and what it brings to the area as well. You've seen him at the at the hockey games and you've seen him engaging with fans. And like you were saying at the weekend, it's he he could have easily gone around and done for the season and gone and watched the game in a box somewhere or and by box. I actually mean like a, an expensive box and not a cardboard one. Um but he's I think we got do, that I, I, I don't know why I needed to emphasise that as if people just in my drawing might just do that as well I'm I'm very much well, on his side but
0: well he's Taylor Lois watching the game outside Curry's in a cardboard box in the street that's all I want to be television. seeing <laughs> some box as well
1: some size box like, it'd be like, like I said it'd
2: have to be a decent size box
1: American fish freezer.
2: I mean I, I enjoy his uh, I enjoy his podcasting I enjoy I enjoy a lot of what he does in the way he um the way he just is as a as a as a as a human, he, he's, 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 he's a he's a good lad and he's a he's a good one for the Titans, I think. And I agree, even if it's not coaching, I think just having him around the locker room, in some form, because like Brian was saying that injury now is a big injury to have like two times for that position, and a lot of teams are trying to spend a lot of money on that position as well. I can't see many taking a punt on him. Um, in terms of the line going forward, I think. Petty Frey is actually one of the highest rated um, positional uh, linemen in the league at the moment in terms of actual pass blocking. He's made a really, really positive start. Um, So it would be great to see him get further opportunities because I know he can probably bounce around the line a little bit. Um, I think what we were saying before with the way that we were calling plays in the game was actually, I think I mentioned last week, how we needed to sort of simplify things, get the ball out quickly into your danger, man which is exactly what you saw with the screenplay to Derrick Henry. You saw with Bobby Woods getting the ball in his hand. Austin Hoop had a couple of early catches. Um, Burks had a couple of drops, but again, getting the ball in Burke's hand, you saw before we scored the, uh, I think it was the Henry goal line uh, touchdown, where he had the catch on the slant. Really solid catch with two defensemen around him, but the separation he got from the defensive player was really impressive. So I think the play call in itself, early on in the game was simplified and they'd done exactly what we needed to do for what is a young line of people that we knew were going to come up against difficult opposition. And the play calling, I'm not going to say he's a he's a god all of a sudden, because he's not, but the calls that they made for that game early on were the right ones.
0: I think we'll get into what happened after half-time shortly. Um, but what... And the other side of the ball in the first half. We it was a bit bend and don't break, maybe, but we stopped the Raiders scoring that many points. And not, yeah, the pass rush, we're gonna we're we're gonna miss Harold Landry all season. We know that. Um Rashad Weaver really stepped up. Um, that sack where he just absolutely rinsed the the Raiders' right tackle, it might be the tight end, just just spun around him. Um, like it was just effortless or he was on Strictly or something. Um, and then, you know, obviously straight into, straight into Derek Carr's face. That was fantastic. He was a nuisance. Um, Jeffrey Simmons is getting double, triple teamed all the time. It's what what we've got behind that is is a concern, is crucial. But Rashad Weaver was a, a real positive. I think we may be lacking a bit of depth behind him, shall we say. Um, but it did certainly in the first half did enough to to curtail what's a decent offense in the Raiders and Devontae Adams was worrying all of us right he was a big concern with how our secondary was going to look and actually it wasn't him that was the problem and um, because the Raiders just started throwing at Terrence Mitchell and <laughs> put bluntly um, it, uh, it was Matt Collins who benefited for the Raiders but it could have been any guy in that position who was it was going to have a huge day, um, but yeah, after after half time, um, Neil, where was uh, where was all that Todd Downing play calling that worked in the first half and the productive offense? It seemed to disappear. What happened? I don't know. Just just went massive, went
2: massively
1: into a shell yet again. And like, for instance, I don't, we sort of. I think it was after the Raiders had made it a one-score game, um, like sort of late in the third quarter, and we kind of like sort of dink and dunked his way into a fourth and four, and then decided to throw it downfield. Uh, that, that was the that was the Burke's
3: drop. Yeah, it? I think yeah. Burks dropped it. Yeah. yeah,
1: I'm like, it's a bit late for them type of players now. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like he's like, and then the next drive we pumped from fourth and about a foot. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm not saying you can become predictable by sort of always throwing on first down or always running on first down. There's no exact science to play calling. But for me, we've been so conservative to get into fourth down in nothing territory to then throw it downfield s- suggests to me that it's somebody that's not confident in his game plan.
0: I, I don't know. I think that play, that throw to Burks, by the way. I'm, I think I probably disagree with most people on this. I, I, I'm not 100 throwing Tannehill under the bus with this, but it wasn't. It wasn't a good throw. It was behind him. Um, it was an extremely difficult catch. I would still yeah, like know, to see him I, make it.
1: Nor touch either on the throw. It would we'll just lasered him on it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Tannehill will do that sometimes. Um, but this, this isn't me having a pop at him because he's been a a huge relief. Um, than what we've seen for the, the three games, uh, but it wasn't it wasn't right in you know, between the one and the six on Berks's jersey, was it? He had to go backwards. It would have been quite some catch, and I think I hope that he's managed right because my gut feeling is he might be the sort of guy that um, gets uh, really good when things are going well, whether his confidence is up. But he looked distraught after that, and he has no need to. He's a rookie. He's He's not made what would have been a phenomenal catch in a key situation and it yeah it hurt the team yeah we didn't lose the game obviously luckily um but that was that was a big moment and he looked devastated so i hope he's i'm, I'm, I'm sure look at the coaching staff we've got that he'll be managed right um and he'll he'll come back good but yeah it's the I, 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 overarching
1: point were like that's the play that you run on first and second down not like sort of Yeah, yeah. Toss playing and dink and dunking your way to fourth down and then sort of putting everything on his shoulders to make a play to keep a drive moving, do you know what I mean? It's just so risk-averse. His offense is so risk-averse.
0: But you look at what when things are opened up in that first half and we see a load of Bobby Trees and we see a bit of Burks and we see a bit of play action that works and then we don't see that after halftime and I can't put my finger on exactly what's going on. I don't know if it's fear of losing to, uh, or never went back to Hilliard after that 40 yard
1: run or whatever it were.
0: Oh, that was, that was terrific. The, yeah. the, the no look pass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was a, and yeah, you rely on a clutch play like that fourth down play when, yeah, you're right. That should be second and six. That sort of play call, or even yeah. first down, shouldn't it open the offense up? Brian, what do you think? The only thing that you could put your finger on is—is is it an easy fix? Can we just right, just play, just say play like that the whole game, or what's what's going on?
3: Uh, no, yeah, I mean it's not an easy fix. Obviously, it was. It'd probably be fixed by now. Uh, turned down, <laughs> or no, turned down. Um, the skilled players we've got are all new. None of them played together before.
0: Yeah. But yeah.
3: There's there's a lack of cohesion there. But it does seem to be improving. There seems to be a bit more trust in Robert a bit more trust in Burks. Um obviously Phillips looked really explosive. Don't let him catch punks. Um but he <laughs> there's 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 a uh, for optimism, should I say, in my opinion. But yeah, we, we need to use more play action action. Proven over the last three years that can with it without the like complete nightmare. Uh, I just don't know whether if you use Hilliard more, then you've got to use Henry less. You know, and then people start getting upset with that. It, it's not easy. OC jobs aren't meant to be easy. That's why they get paid what they get paid. I don't know what to suggest. It's just I think it's I think it will improve as the season goes on.
0: I mean, it, it's not—it's not unique to the Titans, is it, to get a lead in a game and then stop doing what got you that lead. That happens <laughs> across the NFL a dozen times a week. But it, where you just go so far into your shell. Uh, the some of the we we had the ball in the second half, and I'm watching this thinking it's it's just a three and out here. There was one interception that Tannehill threw, trying to force it on third down, and I I almost yeah it's a bad throw in a bad spot but i'm looking at that thinking he's doing that because he hasn't had any options to move the ball on first or second down he's trying to make something happen when there there isn't anything because the play calling isn't isn't giving in that opportunity i feel like i'm defending a horrible pick which it was but i could sort of see where it was coming from and yeah, I guess our defense probably bailed us out in the second half because the fact that we had 24 at half-time in a perfect first half, and then didn't add to that. And while the the end was a bit farcical, um, it it felt. Like, I mean, byard was there with a with an interception at a key moment, and it, it it was it was marginal in the end. Miles, how confident were you when the the Raiders kept converting those fourth downs on their on their final drive and needing a touchdown or a two-point conversion
2: um how confident was i i was um i won't say i was very confident to be honest um i think it's cuz i mean for some reason now I, I i don't know the explanation for Mitchell it's like he was a make a wish or something and he's asked to play for the titans for a game or something because I don't understand why uh, it, it's. I just don't. I need to know what's going on between Fulton, Farley, and everything else. There's, there's clearly a. There's something going on, and they need the game time to improve because they haven't played much. But now they're not playing, so it's like are we just saying they're boss? And now we're looking at the free agency already. But just the way that they were, they were struggling. So, and don't get me wrong, like Darren Wallard, Devonte Adams, they they're solid, but. Like, Holland has a... We've had another receiver have a career day against us. Which just seems to be happening every single week. And it's consistent. And it's not just consistent this year. It's consistent, like, every year. that I'm not, I'm not allowed to mention fantasy football. But if you're playing against the Titans, start the receiver that's playing against the Titans. Because they're going to have a big game against us because they're getting burned all the time. And I've brought how, up numerous...
0: Is 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 it that straightforward? Because it's not their wide receiver one that did the damage. It was they were they were targeting our, our weakest DB. They're and doing what you should do. They,
2: yeah, they saw yeah, that I we agree. had Mitchell playing and they went, right, we're gonna target Mitchell. But it wasn't just that, like our ability to stop the run is pretty embarrassing at the moment. Um I've mentioned for I feel like a broken record for many reasons, but also um our linebackers are Beyond useless at the moment. Like Simmons is getting double, triple teamed and Ultra, whatever, if they even get to break that line, it doesn't matter because teams have now realised that if you get the ball away from Simmons, hence running the ball wide, that our linebackers cannot stop it. And then it's our DBs around to make tackles and our DBs are too busy. I mean, did you see how, was it, I don't know if it was Mitchell who it was, where when Hollins had a run and the player turned around, faced away. And then turn back and look like a lost puppy or something. Like, couldn't find the ball. It's like, it's just a little bit embarrassing at the moment. Just the whole defensive situation. I by it. It's nice that he got the interception on the play. But it is a little bit worrying how teams are just able to switch on a little bit. And we just go to complete pop.
0: I think, for what it's worth, Fulton looks all right. It didn't have a good game, maybe... Week one or week two? I think he missed a game, didn't he? But he missed the Bills game. He he looked he looked up for it. He looked hungry. I think they weren't they didn't want to throw at him. Farley played one snap yesterday. Sunday. Yeah. I think Fulton just is just prone to giving up a big play in it. It
1: does it does look good ninety nine percent at time, but when he when he looks bad, it's
0: really bad. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah, it, tends yeah. to get, it tends to get burned. But I, is that? Obviously, you don't want to give up the big play, but if you, there are big plays in the NFL, they happen. Um, and if I, I, is a cornerback who's really, really good 95% of the time a bad thing? I don't know. If you, yeah. if you want, maybe, maybe our standards are, are too high. I, I'm kind of looking at Fulton with affection, partly because of the competition um, within the team. Um, when, you're looking at how inept and that word is fair for poor old Terrence Mitchell, um utterly out of his depth against the likes of Matt Collins. Yeah. I think when uh
1: back to what Miles was was saying about linebackers, uh it's underrated how much we used to drop Landry in coverage as well. Which that option just just isn't there now. I think it were like yeah. 190 snaps maybe last year, or reading. Uh which obviously Weaver is is pretty much just a stand-up defensive end, pass rusher, it is six foot four. He's not going to backpedal into coverage, and help out in that respect, or even show another team a look where one of your outside linebackers drops into coverage. So we've
0: like lost that element with Landry as well as his pass rushing. I think it's a change of it's a change of that what that position is in the NFL. They're not you know, they, they, they're called edge rushers now. Yeah, they're not. There's no such thing as that three-four outside linebacker anymore. It's the and I think is
1: Weaver, Weaver is purely an edge rusher.
0: Yeah, I think that. I think that's right. And how? Yeah, Howard Landry has yeah more str- more strings to his bow. We we're missing in more ways than we we ever thought.
2: Yeah, and this is this is what I was bringing up about how we need to adapt as the NFL's going. And I appreciate like we've looked at a quarterback like Willis potentially for the future. A lot of teams are looking at that sort of option now, but linebackers now need to be really mobile. They don't need to be these solid linebackers that are just going to hit gaps when they're available on the line and just stand in the middle. You need someone who can go side to side. And at the moment, we haven't got that at all. Like All it takes is a stretch play and our linebackers can't get out wide enough. And it, we're going to get exposed a lot because Simmons is great at bursting through the middle. But because we're not containing the edge with our, DBs, sorry, our defensive ends yet, as good as they did do, Teams are going to be able to run on us, and it's going to happen every week. And we're going to go against Jonathan Taylor twice. We're going to go against people like Etienne twice at the Jags. Houston Pierce looks half decent at run back. Like, teams now have these running backs that can do this, and we're going to really struggle if it's not something that's addressed. And I don't know what the option is because I think when it comes to next year, and Christ, that's next year, we do need to look at free agency for a linebacker or the draft high up because we are really struggling in that. Position and I don't think it's something that we can really coach this year. I don't think we can now coach Cunningham to become that guy.
1: We need somebody like Raquan Smith. He'd be nice. But, like I said when he was lines, when he was having line. his
2: when he was having his hissy fit, he was perfect for us. And mm-hmm. following that in Philadelphia, they drafted Nicobe Dean who I said was the right option, and he really should have been the guy that we were going for. I, I think Berks, We'll see what happens, but to get we need book, a silent. Like, silent.
1: Rush a passer run sideline to sideline drop into coverage. You need like a top five pick, <laughs> top yeah, ten. and that's why I think we need,
2: to spend, we need to spend money on the free agency, I think.
0: Okay. Um. Before we before we move on, we need. Well, we've got a Colts game, first divisional game of the year to I'll say look forward to. Maybe maybe dread. Um. Neil, you've set up a Discord server now. Mars and I. Well, I'm blaming me because I don't. There are parts of social media I don't understand um all the, the Discord stuff. I'm I'm on there. I'm in <laughs> looking at stuff. Um but you've set this thing up. Um tell the world about it and do a better job than I did, is what I'm really asking you. So basically we've had a, a, a Facebook group, Transatlantic
1: Titans Facebook group for years now.
0: How so, how long? You... you right, Brian, you were in it originally, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um
1: you, nearly ten years. Surely it's nearly a decade. I would that
0: say. does that I does go seven, back to i think there
1: was seven of us yeah to <laughs> <laughs> get seven a little do uh, to uh, get a little um backhanded mention on gridiron podcast do you remember
0: yes i do <laughs> uh, that that was that was that was <laughs> That was his yeah. fault yeah. Um,
1: um but anyway obviously that's that's been going for all this time and we have like obviously game threads in there and and discussions but it's one of those things where for me it doesn't really marry up with as podcast twitter so if you, if you like say, oh, come and join us discussion on Facebook, or this has been talked about in our Facebook group, and you put a link, if somebody's not on Facebook, which where social media is going nowadays, it's quite a lot of people actually, it sort of just links them to a, a place where they can sign up and they can't really see or join that discussion. So I thought yeah. about maybe something that's sort of, it's this goes like a cross between a group chat and social media. So it's a bit of a, a best of both worlds. So if we if we have if there's a discussion going on in a Discord and you want to link it on Twitter and, and tweet it out from Transatlantic account, anybody can see that and look at that discussion. And if they want to join, they join. And if they don't, they don't. But I think it's just a a good way of being more visible, more interactive.
0: I mean, I, I had the I've had the app a while, but for a couple of other things I've never really looked at and it just the notifications drove me nuts and I sort of sort of, sort of turned them off and but I've, I've dipped in and out of this, and you can you can kind of do that. It's a bit like WhatsApp, how the the chat yeah. goes. Um, but if you yeah, if you're not in the mood, you just don't look at it. Yeah. Um, dip, dip, dip into it when you when you feel like it. Uh... I and mean, I think we could even possibly
1: do a Discord call for the podcast and let anybody okay. who, let okay. anybody who's in there sort of listen as as it's happening. That's that's another idea maybe
0: I had, but. I don't know how that works. We'd have to look into logistics of that. Or like a post-game post, post game, have yeah. a chat about it yeah. when, when we're all angry. Yeah, basically, <laughs> <hopefully>, yeah. <laughs>
2: we all want a, uh, a drunk Adam on spaces again. Sort, <laughs> sort of. That's it's, what we want.
1: it's got a lot more uses than Facebook, I would say.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I get it. I've, I've, um, I'm have i growing to growing to love it, um, dare I say. <laughs> and maybe we should have some kind of art on whether uh, to turn us group
1: into a page on Facebook and just purely just post links on there
0: rather than sort of discussing. Yeah. I think, I think it's, it's funny. I think we had Joe going back to eight, 10 years ago, whenever it was when, when Taylor Luan was a rookie or not even a, not even drafted back then. It was, there were a dozen of us, but we'd all post and interact. And now it's probably half a dozen people that ever interact out of the 200 or so that are on there it's not yeah. one's fault it's just it's just it's yeah, social it's just media changing yeah. yeah yeah and but ultimately we're still we're still all big titans fans that love chatting about the about the games don't we so so you can find discord link it's obviously all over our twitter and his
1: instagram as well i posted on his instagram today wonders will never cease
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go we have had so yeah there's a there's a I'll get the words right there's a channel on there or podcast dash questions in the discord server um and we've had one question so we need to we need to plug yeah well this isn't us this is you listening come on get, get your questions in um but Langers again how concerned I, I keep I did did this last week as well um get into the questions after we've answered them basically how concerned are you about our lack of strength at cornerback we look so weak there yeah Rob you're not wrong. Um, it's Farley's. Perhaps Farley's the unanswered bit here. Um, it's that's the mystery. That's the the weird one. If, if it's it is. If reps. he's gonna, yeah. But how how long do you? have seen in you his you reps. Give
1: him? <laughs> <laughs> They're awful. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: re- I refuse to believe
3: he's any worse than who who was. Uh, his name won't even register in my brain.
1: Terrence, I agree Terrence I agree pitcher. with that sentiment. I really do. That <laughs> yeah. they're the sort of finally, what, 22nd overall pick? Am I right there, Adam? Uh, first, well, first round. Yeah, yeah first round somewhere pick. around there. And some of the fundamental errors he makes are like an undrafted free agent. It just looks lost to me. He, he, he don't make small mistakes, fundamental mistakes that can be
0: coached up. He makes glaring errors. It, it's it really, a,
2: it's, really it's awesome. a weird
0: pick because it, it it was, he hadn't played in his final year at college, had he? No. All right. That's not, I think, uh, uh... And then
1: obviously he injured his ACL in his rookie year as well. Um, and I get, I understand what's sort of tantalizing to a GM about Caleb Farley is his length. Because everybody's looking for like.
2: <laughs> more <Humble brag. laughs> That's what she said.
1: <laughs> uh, and everybody's looking for long corners, aren't there? Everybody's looking for. To be able to match up with those wide receivers. Uh, <laughs> That's you know, about what you say, now. Yeah. But, Do you know uh,
2: what? I'm very much enjoying this. But no, Terence Mitchell looked awful. Like, I would have rather had Phil Mitchell than Terence Mitchell. He was that bad.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Phil Phil Mitchell at cornerback, Arthur Daly at left tackle. We, we we're getting sorted out here with a Tom Daly got no it. love. I I watch uh, obviously Good Morning Football and I listen
1: to light around the NFL. And when they talk about a cornerback's length, it doesn't sound half as dirty as it did when I did when I did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've, never, I've never heard I've never actually heard Kay Adams say a word. Yeah, remember? too busy just on the floor, and I haven't watched it since. either by the way,
1: i um, need to slap an American accent on.
0: <laughs> um, they're in London this week, aren't they? We've got a London yeah. game, that, um, which I've, um, yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to any this year. Oh anyway, yeah, that's that's not Titans related. Um, the Colts then week four, <laughs> the the game you dread because it's it's in Indy. Um, it's always tough. Although we did get a win there last year on the road, and I think the last two or three years we've done okay there. Um, but I never have any confidence. Um, irritatingly, as soon as you think they look awful and the Jags beat them, they go and beat the Chiefs. Well oh, no, now, how they beat the Chiefs, though? Jeez.
2: I've watched, I've watched that game, and it's, it's it, it, you're right. It's, I have no idea how they won that game, because for 90% of that game, they were dreadful, like beyond dreadful. This, the Chiefs just couldn't put them away.
1: The average four yards a play. Ryan got sacked five times. He turned it over twice. (laughs) If we did that against Chiefs, we'd absolutely get buried for some reason. That horseshoe is actually lucky, I think.
0: (laughs) How how did they win? Presumably their defense. Um,
2: Just a couple of plays to their rookie tight end. And he's done nothing all season, apparently.
1: I think Chiefs, I think a bit of, which is unlike Kansas City, I think a bit of bad clock management as well. I think they had, they left some meat on bone at end at first half and, and the enemy and Mahomes oh, were arguing. Know,
0: and Andy Reid's always had that Achilles heel. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, but they've been so obviously they're so efficient that they tend to not come away with points. And a couple of times they did, and whether that's credit to Colts, I'm not sure. But
0: just looking at the raw stats, they were really lucky to win that game. Um, friend of the show? Oh no, not friend of the show. Enemy of the show, Nate. Um, he is absolutely convinced that we we're, we're going to win easily um yeah. based on what he's seen um but he's probably not watched as much of the titans as we have that's <laughs> on the flip side <laughs> um i don't know there's there's this afc south narrative from the weekend that you know, we went 3 and 0 against the afc west but other than maybe the jags there's probably a bit of luck involved um yeah. as as we said a lot some of some of our game was was positive but i, f- I kind of feel a bit a bit lucky. Improved performance, fine. Um, but, Brian, are we going to go into Indy and do something? Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're going to do something. I mean, I don't know
3: what that something is. Um, <laughs> so, I read that, that their receivers are actually the second worst in league in separation. So, that boards well for our secondary, at least. You know, there's something I can clutch to.
1: I mean... Um, they don't really have we'll, a we'll no Score.
3: Team. No, they don't really. We'll score, they'll score. Uh, I think we've got I think we've got better players than them. We? Um uh, we've got a better coach than them. OC obviously uh tricky subject, but I think that we've got more than enough to beat them. I don't I don't think they're that good this year. I think I think the team we've got a fear in that I think everyone will probably agree is the Jags, The you know? Uh they
0: yeah, might is you- going
3: there and Rolling them over. I, I, this
0: could be the turning the turning point. Oh, I love this optimism. Um, do you know what we need? We need a bit of this. Disaster for Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> disaster yeah. for Indianapolis. That's my
1: favourite type of disaster, to be fair.
3: <laughs> oh
2: yeah. Oh, I was watching the. I was watching the highlights of the uh, of the. Uh, Colts game, and I'm I'm with Brian. I think uh, I think we could have a bit of a demolition. We've just got to handle Taylor, I and mean, the running game, run defense really needs to step up. But Matt Ryan doesn't. He looks useless. He looks more like Lee Ryan than Matt Ryan. Um, for the blue fans out there, um, but Jonathan Taylor is uh, is the problem.
1: <laughs> the still blue fans, and none of them are listening to this.
2: <laughs> one love for the Titans. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: one love for the Titans.
2: <laughs>
0: I'll, t- I'll tell you what if this that week three win could end up as, yeah. You know, whether we feel we deserved it, whether we feel we got lucky, whether, yeah, you know, whatever you say. If we get, if we can beat the Colts, we've got uh, the Commanders afterwards, and then a bye week imagine going into that bye, I, t- oh, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves but imagine going to that bye week three and two given how bad things looked at the start
1: um, yeah similar story to last season really
0: yeah we don't well, we, we, didn't, we, didn't look, we look worse now I have mm. to I have to admit but I know I know what you mean um, it's funny how we don't
3: look worse now than we looked against Arizona on day one we do not that was
1: absolute shit we lost at Jets, though. Remember when we lost at Jets? I mean, how many, many teams managed that feat.
2: <laughs> his answer was no, he did not remember that game. He had very <laughs> much won that from his memory.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's it's weird. We always have that game in us, and we always overreact. Maybe we need to not worry so yeah. much about we it. We do it every year.
3: Once a season. Every season. But as far back as I can remember, they've done it once
0: a year. Yeah. Oh, maybe we'll get it out of the way early. <laughs> um, yeah, if we if we could just just the the change in momentum and that that's everything. I got I got a lift from Brian. You shared that clip of Brable in a locker room afterwards. And just just when just a few days from thinking everything's an absolute nightmare, suddenly that got my. pulse going because because there's only there so many games in a regular
1: season things can change really quickly. I mean, like, I, in all my time as a Titans fan, I've never, ever thought as much that we were going to win Super Bowl <laughs> as after that Rams game, week after Henry got injured. Yeah. When we yeah. beat Rams. I, I've never been so sure that we were going to win the Super Bowl. Um, and that, In all my time as a Titans even back to the late 90s when we were regularly competing for them. Uh, and then, like... We should have won it last year. Yeah. And space for a few weeks. We changes.
0: Do, do you know what? 2019 is the one that eats away at me, and I don't think I've realised at the time.
1: We, should we, have were, been so
0: we were so close. We should have beaten Kansas City. Yeah. We were good enough to beat Kansas City. Everything uh, was just clicking. Run. Yeah. It was the missed tackles on that Mahomes run yeah. um, that changed the entire course of game. And it, it, I don't think we knew what we had with Arthur Smith and. That that offense and it just it just clicked without anyone really expecting it. As a co-chairman of the uh, Tennessee Titans Atlanta Falcons fan club, I agree.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I must say I am enjoying watching the Falcons <laughs> at the moment. Watching Marcus do his thing. Oh. <laughs> it's it's funny watching
0: it from a distance though, and I'm now <laughs> seeing what the rest of the world thought about Marcus when we had him. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like it was. Yeah. Absolute love for this guy and complete forgiveness of everything he ever did wrong. And, you, <laughs> you, and now you see all of that from a distance and you see all the good stuff. And I saw someone—I can't remember who it was—saw some a tweet earlier of I keep hearing oh Marcus has just done something incredible at, at, in the Falcons game. And then I put it on and then I see him throw an inception <laughs> or fumble a football. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I get like scrolling down the uh, UK Falcons Twitter feed just to see what they thought of him, and I get a bit like leave Britney alone. They... <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, they they'll they'll get there emotionally. They'll they'll reach the point oh. where where we were. I think it'll happen quickly. Um, but it's it's you see, you see Arthur Smith, you see Rashawn Evans, um, and. Yeah, other all well, it's it's just like a, a mini Tennessee down there. And I can't help but wish them well. Wish. It's funny. All right. Any well, any other Titans business that anybody's got? Um no, not off the top of my head. I think we've about covered everything. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of expected Neil, mostly from you. I expected a bit more not anger, but frustration and de- defeatedness, if that's a word. Um, exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I still think we're rubbish like, but... <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's what I was...
1: <laughs> uh, but, I've spent all weekend lifting him up, man. Yeah, but I thought... Yeah. <laughs> I thought about what said <laughs> about maybe is just enjoying a win and don't think we'll get many of them this year, if I'm honest. Uh, Enjoy the
2: little things.
1: Yeah, so... And obviously, regardless of, of my thoughts on on the current regime or the current roster or the state of how we're playing, I don't ever want to lose to Indy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I'm just
1: trying trying to be positive. Um, And like I say, I hope I'm completely wrong about Caleb Farley, about John Robinson. I I hope I'm totally wrong, like I were vastly wrong about Derek Henry. So... (laughs) <laughs> I hope it's another one of those cases because ultimately, I just want I want us
0: to win games. Yeah, uh, that that that's the thing. Is it's funny? It's funny how we all go through different roller coasters of like timeline of when we're angry or happy about about things. Um, you know, you you just pick the ten minutes after a thrilling victory to be at your most angry. <laughs> um, a couple of days a couple of days later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds like me. <laughs> all right. Um, and <laughs> what other stuff have we got going on then? Non-science related. Um Miles, you're looking uh, looking very chilled out there. Um you're happy, Miles. Um am
2: I a happy Miles? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm in a I'm in a good place all round, I'd say. I think things are going, going good in the tarry world. I just need a few more victories in the next few weeks and I reckon it'll all be good. I mean my soccer team are doing naff, so I won't even bother talking about them at the moment. And don't even get me started on the international break. It was very close to being non-Titans related because it's a complete waste of time. I couldn't tell you what the England results have been the past two games because I'm bothered. And yet I'm wearing an England shirt as we speak. <laughs> so Patriotism. Non-Titans for me was a um, it was an interesting one actually. So I try and pick things that annoy me. And there's lots of things in the world, but most of it I can't say on this podcast. But I found that something that really annoys me is the fact that when you buy uh, trousers, shorts.
0: We, we've yeah. been here a couple of weeks ago, were not we?
2: Have we? This might be a little bit different, but we'll see.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh no, it's not. For once, it's about the length, but not that length. And yes, length is coming up again, ladies um it's how when you buy (laughs) when you buy smart trousers you get your sizes so you get your 32 your 35 your 36 long short why is it then when you buy oh sorry they do go higher as I have experienced for a lot of my life um when you buy shorts or other trousers they go off small medium large extra large yada, yada 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 and I want to know why why is it that some trousers are in number form and you can be in the exact same store and other trousers and shorts are in small, medium, large, extra, large form. What's like, cause I find that half the time I'll buy a pair of shorts to, I don't know, let's say 2XL and they don't fit and they're like, but I'm 2XL in another place. So I find the consistency of sizing in trousers and shorts is not very good.
1: It's usually a broad church, though, isn't it? When it's XL, it'll say uh, 42 to 44, but they never are.
2: <laughs> no, it, it, it's never right. And also, I could discuss the people that put the wrong sizing on the actual hanger that doesn't match up with the actual thing, so you think you're picking up the size. Oh, you've got, to, size, check. You've got it, to
0: check. Come on.
2: Yeah, schoolboy error, often been hit by myself. But what about Yeah, you? I just don't – don't, it's lack of consistency that I'm pretty disappointed in with the general retail um, public –
1: I get another. I can add to this. It's like I get like a 44 or a 42 waist. Why do they assume I've got legs like Shaquille O'Neal?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you get them fitting around your hips and your waist, but then like you need I like the exact same problem with these. Yeah, you need like, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: hold on, everyone get your shorts out. Hold on, because I was gonna say that I bought golf uh, chinos. Perfect round the waist. Brag. But I don't know it's going to get worse with a humble brag, but humble brag, I've got quite big calves. And they <laughs> pop out at the bottom, so they, it's really weird that I have like a, a well-fitted waist, humble brag, and then as you make my way down the leg, it gets wider. <laughs> I mean, it's generally my body's full, but it just, <laughs> why did, yeah.
1: There's been a lot of uh, down the leg talk uh, to
2: you can see that, mate,
3: but mine don't have XL or whatever. Mine are the waist measurements. Yeah, it's, so there did you some consistency. <laughs> but my like Canterbury know. shorts, my rugby shorts I'm
2: wearing, are uh, 3XL. Hold on, let so, me check we'll my see. shorts.
0: Honestly, if anyone's still listening, be thankful that this is just an audio podcast. That's all I can say.
2: There's a, there's a lot of length on show, ladies. <laughs> So, so, yeah, as, as always, not really relevant, important, or something that people care about. But, hey, that's our podcast.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Brian, what's been going on with you?
3: Quite positive uh, this week, which is been strange, because I've been up and down in my own little weird bread. Uh, but just me off. These people who go to bed at like seven thirty at night, and then they get up at like five in the morning, and then they preach that you've missed half the day. (laughs) I I just, I mean, come on, is 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 all the best TV not on after eight o'clock? You know, like why why go to bed at seven thirty? The thing that's superior to you is to get up at five in the morning. (laughs) Where's me? I struggle to to get up at nine. But I, I just don't understand it. It's like the mentality behind it, and the, the inferior, the superior superiority complex. It really oh, yeah, annoys ooh. me because I get it a lot with my job.
0: But you you work shifts, so like going to bed to fit in with that and to fit in with that that was that's a normal thing to do, right? So yeah, tell them to stick it. <laughs> It's just when, the, the whenever you get your sleep it's...
3: it's it's up to you, like, I don't they, know. they're inside they're inside the spoons at eight o'clock in the morning, waiting wait for our I think ah. a pint, you know. <laughs> they're every day and then they're the they're the here that you're half the day's gone already. So it, it, it doesn't matter when i when I'm still like trying to smash my third coffee. at me.
1: they got my eight week rotor, I do like ten day shifts and I'll swap off six of them. So that shows my uh, ability to get up.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Neil, what have you got for us? Um, it's, it's pretty boring now, outside of trouser and, uh, and sleep pattern talk. Uh, I was just going to talk about it were NFL related. Um, they've got to bring flexible schedule in from week one because I cannot watch Bears, Packers, Cowboys, Giants again on Sunday night football, Monday night football thursday night football can we just have like the games of the week or why why were miami and buffalo buried at six o'clock on sunday and we've got two dead teams like cowboys and giants on monday night
0: football just because it's a a a rivalry game as such i'm with you except selfishly it's the middle of the night here so give us give us all the best games at 6 p.m 9 p.m on the sunday (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but if I if I'm going to be fair to America, yeah, yeah and also, to say, right,
3: we'd never be able to go. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's the the. Yeah,
1: there just is that, that. Just every year you can set your watch by. Is Tom Brady playing? Yeah. or oh, it's Monday Night Football. Is it and <laughs> East rivalry? Yeah. Oh, stick that on Thursday. Is it Packers Bears? Yeah. or oh, that'll be a late game on Sunday then. It's just, it's just mind-numbing. The bad teams, yeah. average teams. You know, I want to watch, like, I want to watch Kansas City. I want to watch Buffalo. I want to watch, you
0: know, exciting teams. Uh, ratings, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't I have normally the same at Thanksgiving.
2: The Thanksgiving's yeah. always had awful fixtures, although Detroit actually look a little bit exciting this year. But, like, it's the same. It's like, you watch the same. And you'll watch it, but really, you don't want to. <laughs> so it's
0: side a duty thing isn't it um, yeah right I'm uh, I might forgo my non-titrage related in fact ju- the conversation Brian about Weatherspoons in the morning made me think of a tweet I, I saw so I'm just going to share this I don't have it in front of me but it was basically um, I'm in Gatwick Airport Weatherspoons, and I've just seen someone order a chicken tikka masala it's 5.26am <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, t- I tell you what, depending what your flight is as well, that's a bold move. You've got a long flight that that that's exiting you at some point.
1: I mean, as somebody who works a lot of night shifts, um, I've eat, I've had some really weird stuff at that time.
2: <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Um, right, let's get out of here. Let's beat the Colts, and oh, I can't wait to to chat about their embarrassment a week from now. Um, tighten up, everybody. Dino, Dino. Dino. Dino.